Hey, Almost Founder, and welcome back to the most practical podcast for very early stage entrepreneurs. Every week, we release a new episode with a successful founder to teach you how to build your business from the very beginning. I am your host, Kurosh Gafari, and with Almost Founders, we are changing the way entrepreneurship education has been done. The topic for today's episode is very near and dear to me. How often have you thought about raising money for your business? What if I told you that you very often don't even have to? With me today is Arthur Favier, who decided to quit his finance job and start Dopeasy, the company that is revolutionizing and digitizing offline marketing by combining flyer distribution with artificial intelligence, and it works. For example, they managed to get Uber Eats 750,000 new eaters. Today, and seven years later, Opeasy is operating in the US, Canada, the UK, France, Italy, Spain, Belgium, Switzerland, New Zealand, and Australia, and making millions in revenue every year. The best part, he never raised a single cent. He bootstrapped his company, meaning that he grew it without investment. He will not only tell you how he did it, but he will give you some rules to follow to become a bootstrapping master. Before we get to that, make sure to share the podcast with one of your entrepreneurial friends that could use a few tips about bootstrapping right now. For the first question, let's figure out why Arthur even made the decision to not raise money. Enjoy our conversation and learn today to use tomorrow. I have a finance background, so I would lean towards equity funding and, and selling my equity to get some funds from investors. But when I started the business, I got lucky enough to have my first clients. So I didn't really need any funding because we actually got the, the, the money from, from our very first customers. And at the very beginning of the company, we didn't have any tech. I didn't know what was, you know, JavaScript or even platform. Like for me, that was totally, you know, something else. Um, we started with, with no technology. We started with Excel. We started with, you know, email, Excel, uh, and a lot of work that I put on like operations just to make things right for, for the customer. So, you know, we created this, this company out of, you know, spreadsheets. And, and that's funny because right now we see all these like tools, like no, no code tools. Well, those tools didn't, didn't exist. So I had to get creative with, with Excel first. And then, and then when uh, Google released um, Google Spreadsheets, uh, we got into that and we created like an environment of like, you know, 10,000, thousands of thousands of spreadsheets, um, all dynamically linked together and and we that was like a, a real piece of art uh, if i can say it built like a, it took us like you know years and years to build this this thing uh, and at the end we were able to generate revenue we we're able to generate like three million dollar revenue per year out of you know google spreadsheet and pay weekly 450 different brand ambassador so that's the approach of bootstrapping. The, this approach is, you know, take something which is not very complex, try to find tools to, uh, you know, free or almost free tools to, uh, to get a bit technical and try to, try to master that and, 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 and generate revenue out of it. Uh, the direct consequence is that you're learning a lot 
because you have customer. We at the time we had we had you know our first customers and and we we're getting a lot of feedbacks from them. We didn't need anyone. I didn't need anyone to change the column of the spreadsheet. I didn't need anyone to change a, a formula in the spreadsheet. And they're like so easily replicable. So that's pretty much how we uh, we bootstrap the business. So generating a lot of uh, revenue out of you know something that we made uh, we made ourselves for like you know along the year. And yeah, we we started like that and got richer and richer and then. Now it's time for us to really like scale up our our game and invest into into technology. And we made big mistake, but we uh, we learned. That's the that's the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. Using your skills in a way to to stay uh, cheap, I guess. But I I think you were able to do this. I assume because you were probably very good with Excel as well, coming from the finance background, right? I was pretty good at Excel. I was coding VBA and stuff, but really what matters is, you know, getting creative with, with what you have. And nowadays you have like all these like no code tools that really helps. Do you, do you believe that uh, bootstrapping also, if you're able to bootstrap, is it dependent on the product that you sell? Because you were able to have revenue from very soon on. So you can't do that. That's the thing. You can't do that with all the industries. You can't do that with all the type of companies. Well, if you if you're doing a marketplace, then it's going to be very complicated to uh, to bootstrap a marketplace because marketplace, you know, you got to find two sides. You're going to have a structure. You have you you have to have a, a platform, a portal, an app, or whatever. And and those things they're like com- complex. But we started as a as a marketing agency with the idea that we were not. Everyone was considering OPC as a as a marketing agency, you know, I was kind of, at, at the beginning, I was kind of offended. I was like, well, this is not what we are and this is not the product that we're doing, but okay, fine. Right now I'm dealing with, you know, HelloFresh and dealing with Uber and those guys, you know, they, they, they're really um, like big and, and they have technology and, and uh, they see me as like, you know, the, the agency that actually distribute flyers for them as a, as an offline marketing channel. And then when we come up with the technology, with the app, with the platform, with all the tracking systems and, you know, the AI that allows uh, automatic uh, optimization, then they understood that that was a little bit more serious. But to come back to uh, to your question, it's like, yeah, no. If you, if you are non-technical, it's going to be harder to bootstrap. If you're technical, find another co-founder which is, who is non-technical. So you have both sides of the of the business. If you're non-technical, it's it's harder. It's much harder to uh, to create a company. But it's still possible. You know, I did it. I'm not technical. Okay. Uh, can we bring this back to day-to-day activity for our listeners? In a sense, I know that there's not going to be a specific structure that you can give us, like a ten-step plan of how you can bootstrap every company. But I think what what I got personally from your story is that money and funding can speed up your business, right? And very obviously, you managed to do it without uh, outside funds, but you have to be extra careful where you put your money and you also have to spend more time and energy on processes that could be uh, made faster with a technical guy. So first question would be from your experience, where do you think that young entrepreneurs waste the most money that could just be replicated with hard work? And also you yourself in, in the whole process of building OPZ, how do you made up this rule in your head that this 
specific process makes sense to spend money on and this other thing should just be done with hard work like a general rule that anyone can use when they're deciding whether they should spend their savings on their business or whether they should just get to it and grind <laughs> that's a one one million dollar question right if you have no like nothing if you're starting from from you know scratch i wouldn't say lawyers are not they're not they're not essential they're not critical uh, you have tons of like legal tech that are able to uh, incorporate your your company for like five hundred dollars. Uh, marketing is not essential, like branding, logo, and and all that. You can have a very strong brand without uh, you know a hundred thousand dollar logo. Uh, we have a logo at OPZ since like 20, 2014, and I thank you, my brother, who actually is um, a web designer, who actually did it for me. Uh, seven years after, we still we still we still have it, and that works very well. Domain, websites, all the servers for for the websites, those things are you know kind of like essential. So, like for me, the real like it's essential and critical expenses are the expenses that will will generate or will tend to generate money for you. The cost of the good or the services that you are selling to the customer. So you have to buy it first and then sell it to, to the customer. Uh, and if you're lucky, you are paid before by the client and then you can pay the supplier. But it's rarely the case, especially at the beginning of the business. You know, so vendors don't, don't know you. They usually, even today, uh, when we open a new market, they don't know us. And they uh, they ask us you know, for you know, 100% upfront payments because no history with the company and, and and that's how it works anyway to come back to the um, to the initial subject what are the critical uh, critical expenses i'd say so in cooperation with the company then websites servers and no tools software in order to um uh to create your your own little technology if i if i can say so these are like the main the main thing because you know those no code tools sorry will enable you to create automation, to create a, a bit of a MVP and will generate traction if it's not revenue. So traction with investors or traction with client and then revenue. And the role, the role to expenses, it's a, it's a good question. I'd say first, have a good idea of how much you earn. So run your business like you run your household. How much do you earn? How much you can spend? If you're spending more than you earn, then there is an issue here. So what I did, I did a P&L. So I could actually see what city was generating revenue, what cities were not generating revenue or where we were losing money. And that way I had a really good, and we're still using it today. It just puts you in, like, in perspective the, 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 the business and how how it's performing because usually entrepreneurs and, and, and people that actually launched their, their company, they have no real good idea of accounting, accounting wise. Um, even me with a finance background, when I actually put down our uh, PNL, then I was finally able to really understand where the business were, was heading and, um, and I, I still ask my employees to use it today. So it's, it's a really good tool. Okay. 
Um, if I could give a short summary from everything that we've learned so far about bootstrapping. So your, your very first point was that you should critically assess a certain process that you need to build, right? And then you need to decide whether you can do it yourself or whether it's worth to spend money on this to do it for someone else. That is the basic first rule of bootstrapping. Do you have the time, the energy, and the patience to do it? Yeah, uh, if I can add two things to that. If you're technical, get a non-technical. If you're non-technical, then you get a technical. But don't get another non-technical because it's not going to work. It's going to make things worse. And uh, if you're non-technical, don't get another non-technical because this is, this is not going to help you. I recall having this conversation with my brother. I recall having this conversation with so many like friends that want to do like launch their, their company. And the second thing is hard work. Um, that I wanted to add is hard work. Not less now, but at the very beginning of the day, I was working 17 hours a day, seven days a week. I was working all day. That wasn't working for me, but I was everywhere on the business. So don't be afraid of like, you know, um, learning new skills. If you know that it's going to have a real big impact on the revenue, definitely do it. You try to tap in your, um, in your personal network first. That could be for a lawyer. That could be for a designer. That could be for little help for, from a web developer. Try to tap in your own network. If you really can't have anyone, there's a, something called Facebook that is actually really great. There are Facebook groups that will give you a lot of information, a lot of feedback, and that will put you onto the right track. Growth marketers, groups, and all that, and you have a lot of resources in there already. If you have a question, just answer, like asking a question yourself, just type, search on the group uh, what you wanna what you wanna ask it, and probably some, someone asked it before. We've been running for seven years. We're still heavily using Facebook groups. Myself, when I have a question, when I need a contact, or when I need a feedback, when I need something, um, I still use Facebook groups, startups Facebook groups, totally free. So you can reach like, no joke, hundreds of thousands of people. I'm not saying that your post will be seen by, by 100,000 people because Facebook will actually make you pay for that to happen. The lean startup, uh, the book would, would, would say the same thing. Use your customer feedback to, to build your own, your, your own product. Never build a product without customer feedback. Before we want to bring this to an end, can you give us one last tip about bootstrapping before closing the episode? If you're bootstrapping, your business retention is key. You can't lose a customer. If you lose a customer, you're losing revenue. If you lose revenue, you don't have any, you know, any money to pay salaries. You don't have any anything to uh, building your 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 company. So retention, and be like super customer focused. In just 16 minutes, you have learned what bootstrapping is. You now know whether your company can be bootstrapped, and you also understand where it is essential to spend money and where we can all just work a bit harder. Because Arthur knows how hard it is to bootstrap, he recommends all of us to read Conquering the Impossible by Tim Horn, so you can see where determination can take you. 
If you like this episode, follow our podcast and share it with your friends who are breaking their heads thinking about funding. You can also check out our website, almostfounders.com, where we publish weekly stories of other Almost Founders who are actively using the learnings to build their businesses. My name is Kurosh Gafari, and just like you, I'm an Almost Founder. <laughs>